guys, this is Stella Rose, and I'm on Interview Under Fire. All right, everyone out there, I want to welcome you all back to a brand new edition of Interview Under Fire. You're one and own, a one only host, Sonny, here today. And I would like to welcome an exceptionally talented individual, a rising singer, songwriter, and poet in Stella Rose. Uh, I've been looking forward to this one. I mean, uh, Stella, it's an honor. Thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. What a year it's been, right? For you leading up to the drop of your hauntingly beautiful debut album, Eyes of Glass, which released, I believe, on May 19th on KRO Records. I want to yeah. start off, Stella, by congratulating you on all the well-deserved recognition your work has been getting so far. I'm mean, a shout out to what is it? Rolling Stone UK, uh, Brooklyn Vegan, Northern Transmissions, Clash. I mean, who have mentioned you before we get to all that and beyond, right? So much to unfold. I don't even know if I asked you this. How are you? <laughs> we're, in the middle of, we're in the middle of 2023 for crying out loud. I can't believe we're here. I mean, you got this exciting year lineup, releasing music. You you performed on the stamp stage as your dad back in April. I feel like you've been on this like breakneck pace, especially considering what we've all been through. In these last yeah. three years let's reflect how are you how, how are things I'm, in new good. York? <laughs> I'm good new york's great we're kind of getting this like taste of a california summer it's not it's not humid so that's we'll good. see how long that lasts usually it's like a swamp here so yeah i'm in we new york i'm on the block i've lived on for my whole life basically so i live directly across the street from the school that i went to my whole life so definitely we're in nostalgia for sure but so, um yeah i'm good I, I was gonna say i don't know if i told you this yet I, I i know i didn't because uh you talk about la new york those are two of my like homes because when i first moved to the states new york i lived in queens with my cousin and then it's funny okay. you say you say new york with that humidity that is crazy because every summer i've been there which is not that many but it's always been humid and i get all these nosebleeds but then when you go out to the west coast <laughs> and uh, I used to live in uh, uh, near, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Orange County and Fullerton area. And everything yeah. is just so perfect there as far as the weather. And and I, I think you got a taste of both. But if you come to Texas, you'll get everything. So the weather changes every okay. second. So we'll have to we'll have to make sure that's on the agenda down the road. Okay, but, cool. I uh, don't know how long this is going to last, but I I mean, summers in New York, I feel like everyone kind of bands together and everyone's just excited that you can wear less clothes but i'm definitely a winter kind of girl same here got jackets i got the boots like when it's summer i don't know what to wear and we i have... wear a lot of black so it's not really it's not really uh applicable for this kind of weather i think you're totally speaking my language there stella all i wear is black and i'm in texas that's probably not a good mix but um you gotta like do what you gotta do like I said, the weather changes every 10 seconds. Oh, Stella, here's the thing. I want to wind the clock back here, okay? Because let's go back to 2020, which is, I know that's the last thing people want to hear these days. Maybe even before that, because for fans and listeners who may not know, you are uh, Dave Gahan's daughter, uh, who is uh, from Music Giants, Depeche Mode. You are originally from New York City, like you just mentioned. Stella, if you could briefly, if possible, uh, talk about that defining moment in your life that led to, you know, the music inception of Stella Rose into who you are today? Because you've been on quite the journey, you know, when did you realize that this is what you wanted to do with your life? Because I feel like the pandemic changed everything for you. 
Totally. I mean, I think I always wanted to be a performer. I mean, in all the home videos, I'm definitely trying to get everyone's attention, being super annoying. It's kind of stuff like that. But um, relatable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. What mentally that means when you're a kid, when you're performing <laughs> like that. Um, but we don't have to get into that. But anyway, I have always liked singing. It was never something that was shoved down my throat to do, though. Mm -hmm. um so I think I just did it kind of in my room alone and then I sort of joined my jazz band in high school and I started off playing an instrument and then realized I wasn't the best at that and started singing and I really identified myself as a jazz singer I mean I still I got tons of Billie Holiday records in here um and I still kind of do relate to that that kind of music. But I think when COVID happened, like a lot of other people, I think I started taking everything really seriously with what I wanted mm -hmm. to do. And also to like the extreme of like, what do I want to leave? Like what's going to happen? So I just started playing guitar and, and created like a really strict regiment for myself every single day and kind of went with that idea of, if you do it every day, you're going to get somewhere. So, and I had nothing else to do. I mean, what was I going to do? Go outside and wear a mask and yeah. walk around in an empty city. So I didn't, I, at first, honestly, I went, I started walking around and taking photos because New York was empty. It was like a ghost town. I mean, even on Broadway, like one of the most popular streets, there was nothing. It was like the wild, wild west with like those what are those called? Those the, the, things are, that are talking about that. I was, I was just the tumbleweeds. Like it really felt like <laughs> I that. was just thinking about that scary. and like the music, music playing in the background. Uh, yeah, that's like super uh, weird. But I basically <laughs> I just started writing a bunch of stuff and I sat my parents down very like responsibly and I was like, I want to be a musician. I want to really take this seriously. Yeah. And I had done a lot of different creative stuff in my life, but never done an adult thing like that being like this is what I want to do how do you guys how can you support me and what do I need to do to get there um and you know it went from there and met certain people got connected to different things and but the main thing that was that I got from them was that you have to do the work you can't you can't meet these people and try to attempt to do something unless you have a certain amount of songs so there my dad was like write 20 songs or more and let's go from there so then I guess during COVID I just focused in on that and I put together a little EP and, and extra stuff and then sent it out to Eve and Eve was someone that I got connected to through mutual friends and he somehow understood where I was coming from and that seemed so crazy to me because these songs and these demos, I mean, they weren't really full written out songs. They were more of these like weird spoken word. Mm -hmm. I don't even know <laughs> stuff, but the vibe was there and the seed was there to like be nourished. So I guess he heard something in it. And until he gave me that kind of like recognition, I sort of just had it for myself and I didn't really need anyone else to tell me it was good. I thought, it felt good to me because it really was coming from my soul, I guess. It sounds kind of corny, but that's the only way that I feel like that you can be authentic is if it feels like meditative, 
like in meditation feels good to you or like when you're really in yourself and it just clicks. So he got that. And then from there we had two sessions and we were going to do the normal sort of EP new artist thing. But since I had so much stuff and because of the way that I am, we wanted to tell the full story. So it ended up being a record. Um, But it was an amazing experience. I mean, it lasted for two years. I mean, we started in a place where we didn't really know where stuff was going to go and it ended up being this full record and then he signed me to his label and then it started just coming and then during that time I didn't have a band and then once we had a bunch of songs together I just started playing around New York got a bunch of my friends to be in my band and that sort of brought its own like thing into the mix which was cool for me because I had an experience what it was like to be a performer with a band. I just knew what it meant to be a writer and to put sounds together and be in the studio, which is a whole nother thing. So that really gave my performer life and gave me information about what I wanted to do. Um, So that was cool. And we got to, my guitarist is pretty like heavy and plays like these kind of intense heavy lines. So it brought this kind of like Jane's Addiction energy to it which was fun um so it's definitely if you see us live it's a little different from the record but i think it makes it a little more interesting so it's not like this like playing a track exactly like the record if you want to hear the record listen to it if you want to come to the show come have a good time it's like a different experience i feel like yeah, you gotta. Uh, hey, I'm. I like I said earlier, you gotta bring that down south here in Texas. Uh, do a full tour with that. A couple things yeah. I want to mention really quick. Thank you for sharing all that, by the way, Stella. Yeah. Uh, also, you can cut me off. I like once I start going, I'm like, dude, vomiting. it's all good. Don't even worry about. It. Like I said, we're okay. gonna chill today. All right, this is gonna be a, a good. We're having a conversation. That's what we're doing. Cheers to what you're doing. And Stella Rose and the Dead Language. Let me mention because that that is your band. Uh, and it's Eves Rothman. Is that is that right? Eve Rothman, yeah. Eve Rothman, yeah. Shout out to him because he produced this album because that was that was a an, uh, a person that I wanted to mention as well. Also, yeah. I believe he also owns KRO Records. Is yep. that correct? Yeah. Um, you know, here's the thing: you're telling me all this about new, 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 new artists and all that stuff, but hearing you, listening to you, let me just mention that you're. It's crazy to think that you're only 23. You know. That's the cool thing about all this, because you sound like a seasoned musician, especially after hearing <laughs> your album and just your your demeanor and just the way you're approaching everything. It feels like you it sounds like you've been at this for a while, Stella. That's the cool thing about all this. I think that really comes from the experience your dad has, which is really cool to have someone someone like your dad, even your mom, even. And then you have all these influences that you mentioned, Billie Holiday. I know that you are a fan of uh, Patti Smith and Nick Cave, which is really cool because I'm I'm hearing a lot of that in the lyricism and the way you go about composing your music. I mean, it's that's really cool. I mean, I don't know if you have any other other people you want to give a shout out to, but it's it seems like you're such a you seem like such a well-rounded individual, which is awesome for other people who want to step into the scene. I don't know if you feel the same way or see those things. Yeah, I mean, I think I have pretty grounded parents. I have pretty grounded people around me. Um, So, and I have people around me that really believe in 
the work that they do and yeah. that there's a process to doing it. And I think that that has given me a lot of value to whatever I want to do, whether it's in the arts or not, that if you start something, you have to finish it, even if it's not what you pictured. So, yeah, I mean, I think I'm super lucky I have people so close to me. I don't have fucked up parents. I don't have, I mean, whatever. Everyone yeah. has their thing, but they are definitely people that I can go to when I'm having confusions about the world or life. I mean, our household during COVID was insane. I mean, it was me and my brother, my mom and my dad, and we're all creative people. And we all yeah. did our own version of what that looked like. And it was kind of crazy, but also cool because everyone got very like heady about everything. Um, and there wasn't really judgment. It's not like I was stuck with people that most of my friends, that was the last thing they wanted to do was just to be with their parents. Yeah. Um, but I think it gave me a lot of insight. I mean, I think if I just hung out with my friends, we probably wouldn't have an album here. And now I want to get to the album. I feel like we talked about everything, (laughs) but the album and you talked about being uh, you know, if there was any pressure when when writing and uh, you know the composition of the songs, and you know, I feel you set the bar high, Stella, with Eyes of Glass. I mean, good luck trying to top this one. To me, I I think you really stand out from that singer songwriter crowd, which can get convoluted at the same time. You know, songs like. Here's the thing. Songs like Made to Faithful, which Faithful may be my favorite track on the album because I, I just can't decide because Slow Down is really good. I loved Clean. I loved Angel. You know, we talked about movies like, as we we're preparing for this part. You know, when you watch a movie and you go back and if you watch it again, you catch new things that you missed the first time around. That's that's what I got with Eyes of Glass. I kept going back to listen to certain parts over and over again, catching new things that I missed the first time from folk to indie to rock to even lo-fi elements. You had some experimental to industrial, even some ballads. It was all over the place. And I absolutely loved the change-ups you had in Muddled Man and Prey because you think the songs are going in one direction, but then you do a change-up on us, which is so crazy. I loved, I loved those two songs specifically. And I felt so engaged from the first track. And when I heard Angel, which is the closer, you get that sinking heart feeling. I don't know if you ever had that feeling with songs that you listen to. That song specifically, Angel, that song took me back to 1995. That's a whole different discussion. But, you know, walk me through this. I I wonder how much do things change from when you first began composing on these songs to where you end up finishing it does a lot change in between does nothing change did you already have a specific sound in mind for these songs from day one i think it i think it depended on each song i mean there were certain songs like made where i sat down was listening to a lot of johnny cash and was like let me attempt writing a really good song and um not comparing myself to him at all don't i'm like not saying that at all but i'm just trying to listen to you can i'm just listening trying to listen to people that are the greats and see if i can attempt to you know take stuff that they're that they're giving as a gift to like how when i listen to johnny cash or people like that 
they're amazing songs that will age for forever. I mean, they'll live on yeah. beyond even me and you. So to be, it, I was trying to tap into how would I write a good song or how is this structured or where do they go at this point? So that, that song I think was the most straightforward. There wasn't a lot of changing with it. One of my really good friends, Puma Rose, um, sang background vocals and she was just in LA at that time. So I just had her come by and we sang together and Eve was sort of like, who is this? Like your guys' voices sound so good together. And I was like, she's my friend, like just like good energy. Like having, having that to share that together is super nice. And now that'll be in the world forever. So songs like that were kind of like the same things that changed a lot was muddled man. I mean, I didn't yeah. know that that was going to be the Bauhaus, the industrial song. Um, that was I the that was the first song that later. was yeah I think that was the first song that was released right the first single if yeah, I'm not mistaken that was the first single I mean I wrote that on guitar and it was way more kind of singer songwritery and then yeah I think I wanted it to turn into stuff that I listened to um, and Bauhaus was a band that I was listening to a lot at that point I mean there's a lot of wow. Bela Lugosi in there I wanted to get that kind of like the beginning of the music video where they're in the cages and you know see bowie and you know it's like all this like weird stuff's happening and i wanted to paint that picture i mean there it is again the visual kind of aspect of it but setting you in a place and then you can kind of explore it throughout the song so you're definitely right with there's a lot of changing in moods in the in the album but i think it reflected how i was how i was moving around um, just in the world at the time, I was yeah. feeling a lot of things all at once, and I think it comes from probably this age. I mean, you don't know what's going on. Sometimes you think you have a handle on stuff, and then everything gets flipped over and turned around, and you're back on your ass and don't know what you're doing. So I kind of wanted to just like capture that and honor it. Like it's okay to not know what's going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are probably I'm trying to think what other songs in there. I mean, once we started, once we started on a couple of them, I think everything else just started flowing, and it and it gave a direction yeah. for the album. Um, but there wasn't necessarily like a clear, this album needs to sound like this, or I want to have this thing in here. I think it just happened kind of naturally. Yeah, and uh, I want a little side note for people who don't know. I made Stella work today, so shout out to her for. Because we we're actually talking on the phone now, <laughs> we had a lot of connection difficulties. So I do want to give a shout out to her for just putting up with all this. Um, so uh, it's it's been quite the adventure so far on this awesome conversation we've been having. You know, Stella, singer songwriters, I feel like can have that challenge in finding their sound throughout their career. I feel like you have found your stride early with this record alone, and the sound itself of this album. I know we briefly mentioned him was a big part of this record that I really loved. I'm an audiophile these days, Stella. I'm I'm very picky on how I want my music to sound, the way I want it to sound. What's really cool about this album, and I mentioned, I meant it when I said you set the bar high. It sounded so mature, being that this is your debut album, and this was recorded in LA and produced by uh, Eves Rothman, and he's known for his work with Blonde Shell, which I Blonde Shell stopped by here in Dallas not too long ago, and she was amazing, uh, and Girlpool. You know, talk about him for a minute here. I'm sure you got that sense of comfortability in the studio, knowing yeah. that you had 
you had someone like Eves working on this record with you, right? Yeah, I mean, he's extremely talented, extremely creative, a really nice person. So it was really easy. I mean, we just got into it. And once we were in it, we kind of just, it, everything else happened from there. I mean, we both function pretty similarly when we work or when we're, when we go, we go and we kind of stay in it for a long time. There's not a lot of breaks or anything like that because you're in it and, and you might feel a little like out of it, but you want to hang on to that, to that moment. And I think sometimes when you step out of it too many times, you might lose it. So that was really nice that our workflow is really similar, but yeah, I mean, I didn't know anything other than this. So I was totally like starry eyed the whole experience. I was just so happy to be yeah. making music and to work with people that, um, could make to bring it to that could bring it to fruition. I mean, not everyone can do that or I don't know. I was really lucky, you know, between writing and, and shout out times, by the way, uh, Eve's, um, shout out to all these people that we've mentioned so far, you know, between writing and structuring the songs and the production process, like we just talked about, keep all this in mind as I'm asking this, because I was really just trying to dive into this as much as I could. The lyricism throughout Eyes of Glass, right? I feel like a lot of this comes from your personal experiences too, Stella. You know, you have a song like Angel, right? It's a sad, but it's a triumphant song. And I believe it was uh, talking about the celebration of loss and loneliness and how the most difficult things can make life more pure, but in a strange sort of way. I mean, if anyone hasn't seen the music video, please go check it out. It's amazing. And then you have a song like Jane, where it talks about, you know, where you fell in love and broke apart, how you feel lost in winter, but then by the spring, you forget what you're looking for, right? And yeah. having said that... I also feel there's a sense of therapy when you translate all these feelings into a productive outlet like this. I begin to think of the tangibles like a theme or a message to your music. How important is something like that to you, Stella? Is that a big component uh, component to uh, songwriting for someone like you? Yeah, I mean, I think in the moment when I'm writing things, I don't really know where it's going to go or what I'm talking about, honestly. I think it's when it comes out later or when it's put into a song that I can listen to. It kind of, like you were saying, gives you that aspect of therapy and kind of weirdly predicts your future. I mean, I've heard other artists say that before and that really resonated with me. Like a song like Angel, when I wrote it, it wasn't necessarily giving me anything back yet when I wrote it. It was just me purging it out because I was still in the feelings of what it what it is. Mm -hmm. So now when I listen to the album, because a lot of these songs were written two years ago, um, I get a lot back from it. I mean, I get to move on and I get to release whatever was going on with me then. And it's pretty beautiful. I mean, that is why there is no pressure for the writing or anything like that, because it's my own experience and and now it's let out for other people to to use it for their own experiences and have their own meanings to it so that's sort of beautiful i mean music is has helped me a lot in my life and i'm still young so i'm sure it's gonna keep doing that but yeah. i mean it connects people in a really cool way that you know with a lot of people in one room that might not be in a room otherwise together so it's a pretty special, special thing. So 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think what initially I'm not super rigid about what I want something to mean or what I want other people to take from it. I think as long as I'm true to myself when I'm writing, I think it'll just happen naturally. And I think you said that I collect things over time, which is a way you describe on how you make music, which is really cool. I think it shows that you see this form of music as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life. Like I mentioned yeah. earlier, you know, your, your song Angel transports me back to 1995. And I say that because that was the year I was introduced to Smashy Pumpkins, which is what reminds me of your music, which I, I hope you guys do a tour soon. I don't know. I'm just a fan out there. But uh, waking up in the summer of 95 in like the ghetto parts of Dallas and introducing getting introduced to Siamese dream for the first time. Angel took me back to that. It's very rare songs make me do that. And that's, that's just a compliment to what you've done. I know. Thank you so much. No, thank you, man. It's, it's just been amazing to have you. <laughs> when we've been talking over an hour, I feel like we, we need to like, we need like a drink now because <laughs> we've been, we've been through the neighborhood with like connections and trying to make this work. But I know we've we've covered a good amount of ground on this awesome conversation, by the way. Um, thank you again, sharing for sharing, you know, your story and who Stella yeah. Rose is all about, really. You know, from the different experiences and perspectives in your short career that you've taken in, which you've discussed about, right? You're young, but you're growing, yet you've already experienced plenty within that timeline. You know, uh touring, performing live, your growing fan base, the recognition from these outlets, the legacy your parents have made and working with amazing producers i feel and hope that you continue to evolve building your own legacy in this in this aspect eyes of glass is also an extension of all that and i still stand by what i said about this being an album of your contender dude i'm excited to see where you go from here and this is definitely something that you have a passion for and the truth is is from what i'm seeing you and me are seeing is results I mean, I don't know if you've seen the comments on YouTube and even like on social media, people are saying how this is a breath of fresh air in the world of music that you're making, Stella. That's it, it's and this may be too early to ask, but have your aspirations, you know, I'm rounding out to this question here. Have your aspirations as a musician or hell, just a human being, have they changed or evolved since when you first started performing in the industry? Like, do you see things differently today? Mm. That's an interesting question. I think we need I, the wings for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think that from a really young age, I knew what I needed to do. And, and I think when I got older, my mom made it clear to me that my voice was something I was supposed to share. And it was something that could heal other people. And that can sound sort of like corny, but... I got what she meant and it didn't matter what it looked like. It was just, if you're given a gift of anything, whether that's in the arts or not, I think it is your, it is your mission sort of to share it with other people and, and see where that takes you. It might not be what you think, but I think that is, it is sort of like a duty of, of certain artists, but I mean, I'm still at the early stages of my career, but, um, yeah, I'm like drifting off. I don't even remember what okay. you said. No, because you said it's all a, these compliments. It's a crazy, it's a like crazy question. Out. I know, but I'm just like looking at my window and I'm like, holy shit! Like that's all that matters, man. Is that's this, it. Well, it's it's hard. It's it's a weird thing because I feel like if you think about it too much, you might think that you're 
something that you're not. And I think it's important to stay in the work and to focus on that kind of thing. So the compliments obviously are amazing. It feels so good to be recognized, but I think there's a certain level to how much you, you dive into what other people are saying about you, whether it's positive or negative. Yeah. But I don't know if anything's changed. I mean, and that's okay. I think I'm I think I'm I'm definitely a businesswoman. Like I think I'm excited to dive more into that and explore what that looks like for me. Um I definitely have a vision for myself, but I think I trust that it might change and not look like what I'm expecting, but you're catching me on a good day. So tomorrow I might feel like it's the end of the world. Yeah, but your uh, Wi-Fi may be working, so yeah, <laughs> the, there's a trade-off yeah, with all. The, I feel like that's the album. It's like some days you're like, I got everything in the palm of my hand. Like, let me take a step, a yeah. couple steps, look at the painting that I just made with all this work. But then on other days, it doesn't matter. You just whatever. That's normal. It's human. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to bring it back on the show, Stella. This is we gotta have a part two or part three coming up because it's just it's talking to you is a breath of fresh air for me as well not just what you put out on the album you know and and i'm and i'm thinking about what you said about how i feel you know I'm, there's a lot of like my perspective in this but you know i've said this a lot to my awesome guests i've had on this show about how you can lose track of yourself the more successful and higher up you go sometimes it's important to step away from that and look at it from a different perspective maybe on from the outside and then go back yeah. into it with a whole new refocus perspective. I did that back in 2020 because I was the worst at that. And I learned, I learned so much about myself as much as I learned from my guests. So I really appreciate that insight. Um, you have a really good head on your shoulders um, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, uh, we're going to get to that surprise. That's what you're waiting for. Weren't you? This entire yeah. Like, tell me. <laughs> are we gonna do this or not all right so oh yeah i gotta i gotta let you go to your uh buddy uh gotta gotta get a smoke with him Ho- hopefully he's not waiting too long uh the, oh. re- the record store guy Sh- sorry sorry no, dude he's good. she's coming all right so we're gonna do something called the lightning round all right here's what we're gonna do i'm gonna go down the list you just have to think quick on your feet. You have to pick one or the other. I'm going to ask you a question. Some of them are just downright silly. Some of them are, are just either or, okay? Okay. All right. <laughs> you sound more like serious now. Here we go. <laughs> All right. What's the capital of New York? Wait, fuck. Are these like ge- like geometry questions? No, it's random. These are random. Oh my god. Already. <laughs> that was right, right? Wait, what'd you say? I said Albany. Yeah, Albany. Green or blue? Blue. Vegan or meat? Ooh. <laughs> meat. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Cats or dogs? <laughs> dogs. All right. Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings? okay so i'm in texas this is this is a huge debate here now it's interesting because you're from new york is it pecan or a pecan pecan really wow okay Uh, we say pecan interesting i think it depends on where you're from uh ramen yeah ramen or sushi 
sushi. Climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Climb a mountain. Uh, heavy metal or hip hop? Hip hop. <laughs> if you were to spend one day in the world of the last movie or TV show you watched, where would you be and would you survive? Wait, what? Can you say that again? <laughs> yeah. If you were to spend one day in the world of the last movie or TV show you watched, where would you be and would you survive? Maybe Blade Runner. And oh my gosh. I, I, I mean, I would like to survive. Yeah. I, that's, <laughs> oh my God. You're, I love that movie so much. Even though it was it 2049 or the original? The original. Okay. Man, all right. Kudos to you. Uh, all right, Halloween or Christmas? The other one I yeah. thought was Matrix, but that's Man. a little more complicated. Well, you know, we could be in the Matrix like, right now. Are yeah. we in the like, what are we in? Yeah, which verse? You see what I'm saying? Anyway. We gotta, we gotta dive Whatever. into this. <laughs> Halloween or Christmas? Christmas. Oh, I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say Halloween. Uh, Chicago or Miami? Chicago. Would you rather be able to move things with your mind or know the future? Move things with my mind. <laughs> All right, we got a couple more. These get sillier. If Voldemort offered to give you a hug, would you accept? Yes. Oh, wow. That was quick. You didn't even hesitate. Uh, would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Whoa. I think every language in the world. Okay. I've had people who say, yeah, well, I can talk to my cats and dogs. So yeah, I'll speak every language in the world. So yeah. No, I don't want to know what my I don't want to know what my animals that I've had sound like. <laughs> oh like the voices, voices yeah. It's like that movie Up when you put that translator on the dog. He's like, Hello. Yeah. Because no, I, yeah. I already have ideas and I don't want to know what it actually sounds like. Because uh, it has to be something different, right? right? Yeah, now you got me thinking. All right, last one. I I love this one. Um there's a time machine in front of you, Stella. It says the destination is your first concert you've ever attended. Where are you? And what do you remember the most about this day? And do you take the trip? This is so embarrassing. No, it's not. Go ahead. I have loved yeah. this. Um, I think the first concert that I ever went to was Miley Cyrus and the Jonas Brothers. That's a okay. That's a huge deal. That's pretty awesome. Considering where sure they are now, first Cons one, the Jonas Brothers were opening up for Miley Cyrus. I'm pretty sure it was either that or a Rihanna concert, and Kesha was opening up for her. That's still pretty awesome. Do you still? Right, what was the second part of the question? Oh, I was going to say, do you take the trip on that time machine? Would you go back and? <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah, see, Hell look yeah. at that. Yeah, yeah, you know, embarrassment about this. This is pretty awesome. My first concert was like. I don't know, like Mazzy Star or whatever. And I'm like, like Eve's first concert ever was Mazzy Star. And that's so cool. Like, it's that's, like that is really guy. cool. It's cool. Me, I'm like, whatever. I mean, you got to be true to yourself. Hey, what did I say? Your music reminds me of Mazzy Star. So that's, I mean, that in, in itself is pretty amazing. Hey, I'm I drinking. I got I... to see her. I got did to you see really? her in LA. Yeah. Before her guitarist died. Oh my gosh. that That's amazing. Yeah, um, that is really, really cool. awesome. I mean, I'm drinking coffee out of a Spice Girls mug. All right, that's as 
and if that nothing embarrassing here all right and if you if you want to go to the spice girls don't worry we can do that on a different day but um <laughs> stella rose uh thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart for this has been a really cool hang we've been hanging for like an hour and a half trying to make this interview work for people who who don't know already but uh do you have any just any shout outs any any last words anything you'd like to plug in or mention as far as eyes of glass new album uh before we finish off here maybe a new music video coming out soon touring what you got coming up later on i mean from the summer really to the rest of the year yeah i think i think just the basic stuff like if you haven't listened to the album give it a listen if it makes sense and with the time that you're living in or whatever but um yeah there's nothing to plug that's different from from the album but i guess the only thing that I would say with the album is I hope people listen to it all the way through and we bring that back. We're hoping to have some sort of vinyl coming out soon. So that would be kind of fun. I kind of want to play on those old um, Rolling Stones records where you could pull down yeah. the I know zipper. You, and yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mohair on, well, on the actual album that we took a photo of. It has mohair wrapped around it. So it would be cool if a couple of them had that on it. So maybe look out for that in you, your local record store. <laughs> you, should, you should go the full route. Uh, drop the cassettes. People are coming out with cassettes again. I mean, they're yeah, and CDs. Yeah, too. I still have a CD. Yeah. I still have a CD player in my car, and it's it's pretty amazing. I, I I think I still have my Opeth CD like just stuck in there. It hasn't come out, <laughs> but um, I'm dude. I'm like so old fashioned. I still keep like records and. Even like Blu-rays, like uh, DVDs, I still buy those oh, things wow. that's sitting in the corner of my room. So, um, wow. you know, that's just the era that I grew up in. And I yeah. love I love that that your album like is transporting me through like what I grew up with. And um, thank you to you. Thank you to your dad for the music that he's made. I really hope you come to Dallas and come to Texas, do a tour soon. Um, I know your dad's going to be coming by. I'll probably go to that show now, now that, now that we've had this discussion. I've seen Depeche Mode already a few times already. So uh, I'll just, I'll view them with a newfound perspective now, now that I've spoken to you, but you really made this so much worthwhile for me, Stella. I really appreciate you really. Uh, let's stay in touch. Like I said, on the socials, um, I will keep you posted once this episode airs, you can share with all your fans and everyone who's listening. The amazing Stella Rose uh, eyes of glass is out now on KRO records. And just like she mentioned, if you could do me and Stella a favor, uh, by the record, because these artists can't do it without your help. It really goes a long way. You can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there. Check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Uh, Stella, I'll let you go here. Thank you again for putting up with all this. Uh, much love. Thank you and it's great talking to you. Yeah, you too. Uh, let's stay in touch, and I will talk to you next time, okay? All right, bye.
Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.